Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. Good morning. It's morning for me here in Los Angeles. And I'll tell you the truth. I'm in my new robe. (laughs) I'll tell you, talk about manifesting. Seriously, before we pray in, I'll just tell my little story about manifesting. I... um, uh, maybe five years ago, I bought uh, a pink chenille robe at Costco. <laughs> I never go to Costco, but I was traveling. I was <clears throat> at my brother's house, and um, he and his wife have four kids, so they shop at Costco. And um, uh, I saw this pink chenille robe, and I grabbed it, and I have loved it. I have loved it. I haven't worshipped it, but I have enjoyed it. And I'm not attached to it, but I did enjoy it. And I started thinking, oh, it's time for me to get a new robe. It's past time. And I thought, where am I going to find a pink chenille robe that I enjoy as much as this one? Because I really just appreciated it. Well, I found one. And I got it for my birthday last month. And it is a it's it's a hundred times the old robe. And so just setting that clear intention and holding that I could find it, I'm so happy. And this, this new robe, now when I wear it, it's just a testimony to having clarity about what you'd like without wanting it, needing it, got to have it, my happiness depends on it. But just, you know, I'd really enjoy being able to find that with ease and grace. It took me so little time to find it on the Internet. I just searched and found it from a company called Soft Surroundings. And they have yummy soft things. So if you're shopping for the holidays, I encourage you. Check them out. And I, I I just I love to share when I find something that I really enjoy. Because um I I live um uh a fairly uh just a reserved life. I'm not a big collect a lot of stuff person. I really am much more interested in having the time with spirit than I am in shopping. So um when I can make a purchase easily and gracefully, I'm happy about it. These are these are the small things that make life really enjoyable, especially around the holidays. You don't have to go into the store and look for something. So I love the way the Internet can be a way that we can uh, make life easier for ourselves so we have more time for our spiritual practice. People all the time say they if they had more time, they would do more spiritual practice. And I find that that is a story they tell themselves that's not actually true. That there are things that they're investing their precious life in that um, are simply not of, of real deep value to them. And it's just occupying the mind and distracting. And so uh, today, let us let us be mindful that we can release 
the distractions. And it's there are so many distractions at holiday time. So today I'm saying let's occupy love. Instead of having our minds be occupied and fragmented and distracted by a million things, let us fully occupy love. So the Occupy movement is happening and some of us are participating, some of us are watching. Of course, watching is participating. All the quantum physicists know that. So we are, as spiritual seekers, spiritual students, we're occupying love. That's the message of A Course in Miracles. Occupy your loving heart. Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you, which really means not a pink chenille robe (laughs) of your dreams, but it really means that your full awareness, that there is no separation, and that you are a spiritual being, fully, fully, fully endowed with the inheritance of the kingdom. That's what's added unto you. And then you can actually... Recognize that everything you need and desire has already been pre-installed and it's fully available for you to access and use. That's occupying love and being masterful. So let's start with a prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and to take a deep breath of gratitude with me. Let us live in love. Opening our hearts and minds to the very highest possibility that we can express and reveal, that we can know, that we can occupy. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and invoke divine grace into our awareness, remembering that we're never alone. We're always united with each other and with all life. We rejoice to remember our divinity. We rejoice to occupy love. And to release any attachment we have to creating suffering, separation, anxiety, worry, fear, doubt, blame, shame. Anything that really has no place in our life anymore. We're letting it go right now. We don't have to figure out how to have a healing. Our little willingness is all that's required. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we are one with them, now and forever. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. So in order to really occupy love, one of the teachings of the Course can help us. And that is stated very clearly in chapter 7, the gifts of the kingdom, the gifts of the kingdom. So if you're looking outside of yourself for the gifts, (laughs) and as holiday shoppers we are, but (laughs) if you're looking outside of yourself for the good, if you're looking outside of yourself for happiness, for the things that will make you happy. If your happiness depends on circumstances aligning and you don't recognize that the law of cause and effect is the tool that has been provided to you to assist you, then you are seeking but you will not find because you're not looking where the answer lies. 
And the answer lies in the kingdom. It's already there. So it's it's as if, as the Course says, you've forgotten that behind the clouds the sun is there. So you're looking under the clouds for your good. But the sun, which is that that um, metaphor of the light, the love, it's it's within. The treasure is within, as the Course says. And in the Gifts of the Kingdom, Chapter 7, I really encourage you to, to study this. It's so beautiful. I love the teacher's manual. And in Section 2, which is called The Law of the Kingdom, Paragraph 3, it's really talking about here the key, which is it is done unto you as you believe, the law of projection. So some people focus on the law of attraction. I really think of it as the law of projection. And what it says in paragraph 3 there in that first sentence is what you project, you believe. What you project, you believe. What you project, you're going to see, you're going to experience. All thoughts produce form at some level. So the key to occupying love is to be willing to see all of your brothers and sisters and yourself as the holy beings that you are, that we are, that they are. And to release any attachment you have to seeing anyone as less than that. Because if you see anyone as less than holy, less than your brother and sister, less deserving of their inheritance, which is the kingdom, then you have to see yourself that way because all is one. Course in Miracles teaches us that all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. We recently were talking about forgiveness and self-forgiveness and going into the holidays. It, there are extra stresses that we all experience and some of the extra stresses are we have a lot more tasks to do. So we have less time for chillaxing, relaxing, and hanging out, and recovering. And many people, instead of having a meditation practice, instead of having a prayer practice, they have a practice of chillaxing in front of the television, or yammering away on the phone. And look, hey, I'm a human being, believe me, I have had all these habits. And uh, I still like to decompress uh watching a DVD or something like that. But I absolutely know if I would like to restore myself, I must get in touch with the kingdom. And for me, with this high intention of living masterfully that I live in every day of walking the talk and fully occupying love, my intention is to embrace my whole life as my spiritual practice. So even if I'm eating a meal, if I am going for a walk, if I'm talking to uh, the person at the grocery store, if I'm driving in traffic, if I'm shopping online, everything I'm doing, 
I'm doing in that place of occupying love. So throughout the day, there's the opportunity to judge, to condemn, to attack. And one of the things that we can notice is every time we choose attack, every time we choose to condemn, every time we choose to take offense instead of have compassion and understanding, then we feel disturbed. So the attacker always feels attacked. Another way of saying it is the attacker always feels disturbed. The judger always feels judged. That's how I say it. And the judger always feels irritated and frustrated and disappointed. And as the judger and the attacker will always feel that the good is eluding them. So if you'd like to continue to feel that the good is eluding you, continue to attack, continue to judge. That's why we have this practice of taking the breath of gratitude, putting the hand on the heart. When we start to notice that there's an upset, there's an irritation, a frustration, it's time for us to occupy love. Because here's the thing. Our life is so precious and many of us have not been raised in a way to think of our life as precious. Many of us hold this core belief that life is something that we're getting through. Life sucks and then you die. You know, people walking around with that t-shirt on their body, right? That thought in their mind. And if you think of Dr. Emoto's messages from water experiments where they they tape the word or the thought to the bottle or they of water or to the lake or to the river where they um, or even just say the message to the water. And then the water receives that imprint and it affects the shape of the crystal affecting it on a cellular level, a molecular level. The same is true for you. So if you're thinking that you've just got to get through this, you've just got to muscle through it, and in, in, in that thinking is embedded the core belief that you are not in a divine partnership with all of life. You are separate. So for me, it's such a basic, fundamental thing for us to always remember. We are never alone. We are always in a divine partnership. We can recognize it or not. And if we cherish the right to attack, the right to judge, the right to take offense, we cherish that and hold that dear we're always going to feel frustrated, irritated, upset. We're going to be cycling in that over and over again. So now what I know for myself is I went through a long period of years where I felt like, oh, it's so hard. It's hard to be good. It's hard to be loving. It's hard to be compassionate. And I would say that to myself all the time. And I would say it to myself, I didn't know it then, but I know it now, I would say it to myself, 
in order to justify when I didn't feel like it. That it was so hard, it was beyond my ability. That being loving and compassionate consistently was beyond my ability. I was too too much of a sinner. Too much of a novice. Too much of a beginner. I wasn't that holy. So here's the thing. You're either holy or you're not holy. You're not kind of holy or sort of holy. A little bit holy. (laughs) And you're not love or not uh, unloved. You are loved by the lover. The beloved. You are loved by the one who invented love. The one who invented love is in love with you. You are the beloved of the beloved. You have an infinite supply of love and support that is always available to you unless you choose to think you're separate. In which case you will believe that that is not there for you. That the infinite love has gone away. That it is somehow too high for you to attain to. But the thing is this, going back to that metaphor of the sun. The sun is always there. And when it's nighttime, when it's cloudy, it's we have learned it's always there. That the sun is constantly there. Always giving to us. Infinite, infinite, infinite. But we can pretend it's not. The dark ages are over, my friend. and They are over. So let us occupy love beginning today. I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So here we are. We're making that decision to occupy love. (laughs) And uh, I love having things be very, very simple. So When we're out in the traffic and doing the holiday shopping and things like that and there's a sense of irritation and frustration because things are not going the way we think they should go, then we are saying, you know, divine order has suddenly taken a break. And I, from my position of wisdom and knowing, am saying it should be different than it is. I don't like this version of divine order. I want it to be my way. And when we're feeling that frustration and irritation because God is not doing what we would have God do, then in that moment, it's time for us to tune into the kingdom, our loving heart. So what happens is, of course, the more we look at a situation and say, it's not how I want it, 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 the more frustrated and upset we feel. Of course, thank goodness, 
Thank goodness, if we didn't feel that, it would mean the law of cause and effect had suddenly taken a break. <laughs> and then we'd all be, woo, we'd be in, I don't even know what, <laughs> chaos, total real chaos. But when we feel that frustration or irritation, right there is the opportunity to have a healing. This is what I believe is that the, the patterns of distress, the patterns of upset and disturbance are making themselves known when we feel upset and disturbed. These patterns are the result of our thinking. They're mental patterns. They're karmic patterns. This is why A Course in Miracles is constantly telling us that practicing love and patience and kindness, partnering up with the Holy Spirit, saves time. Saves time because it's our responsibility to unhook the patterns, the beliefs that are creating that experience of frustration and irritation. So as I quote from the Course all the time, all thought produces form at some level. The thoughts that we're thinking are what produce the irritation and the frustration, not the circumstances. If we think that shifting, managing, manipulating, and controlling the circumstances is going to bring the result that we want, then we will spend the rest of our lives trying to manipulate, manage, and control the circumstances of our life without ever, ever remembering the unity, the oneness, without ever, ever looking above the clouds of our own making to see the sun that shines. So the sun shines within our heart when we occupy love. And this is why the focus of all the classes that I teach, every talk that I give is about being masterful. It's about walking the talk. Because so many spiritual seekers are reading books and studying teachings that they, they understand intellectually, but they do not occupy in their heart. And what I know is that for me, after having uh, been a practitioner for several years and uh, completing my ministerial studies, I reached a point where I felt such a deep sense of this this is not working. I'm studying all of these things and yes, I'm more awake and more alert and I'm far more loving than I've ever been. But I am not where I would like to be. I do not feel free. I do not feel liberated. I do not feel masterful. And that is what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in manipulating the circumstances of my life. And it was around that time that The Secret came out, that movie The Secret. And uh, my minister, Michael Beckwith, was in that movie. And uh, people I admire were in that movie. And, you know, the movie is great. There's nothing wrong with the movie. Obviously, it is just a fraction of what we could say about the law of projection. You know, but they called it the law of attraction, and so they just spoke a fraction of it, just a fraction. And 
for me, I was interested in understanding the whole of divinity, the whole of it, and remembering my true identity. And so that has been the focus for me. And I share from my experience. I share from what I am learning and what is working for me. And, uh, in fact, I would invite you uh, to, to go to my website if you're interested, if you enjoy this show. If you go to my website, jenniferhadley.com, and you click on the homepage there, I've got uh, a uh, link to Masterful Living, which is my year-long course. It starts the first week of January. And it's really about walking the talk and being in a sacred circle of like-minded souls who are really interested in putting the pedal to the metal and living this life of love, really occupying love. And we, we do it together. And uh, what, what I'm inviting you to is there. I did a preview call last Saturday on my number one tip for people who are feeling stuck and frustrated and who would like to turbocharge their spiritual experience, their life and their practice. And you can go and listen to it. It's totally free, 90 minutes right there in the middle of the Masterful Living page. And you can also download it and put it on your iPod and take it with you or your smartphone, your iPhone. And uh, I'm doing another preview call on this Saturday, which is a teaching about the number one thing that keeps folks stuck. So you can go and register for that. It's totally free at jenniferhadley.com on the Masterful Living page. And also, while you're there, you can get my Get Over It workshop. So a lot of people coming into the holidays, they are revisiting the opportunity that they have to release the resentments, the frustrations, the irritations, the unforgiveness of the past. And so that's what the Get Over It workshop is for. So I invite you to get over it (laughs) so that you really can start 2012 in this place of expansion and liberation. So as we're getting close to the holidays... And there are these extra stresses. Let's also just recognize that some of the extra stresses come from eating sugar and drinking alcohol, as well as being out in parties and stores and traffic where people are not as awake, not as conscious. And so they're walking around in their that vibration sometimes of feeling lonely or feeling um, financially challenged to provide a good Christmas for their family or their, um, you know, surprisingly, a lot of layoffs happen at the end of the year. So after people have spent a lot of money at the holidays, uh, they then get laid off and um, right before Christmas and things. So there's there can be a lot of distress that people experience related to that. Another thing that uh, happens, a lot of people make their transition at the end of the year, at the holidays. A lot of people who are um, 
in that transition period in hospice care and things, they hold on through Christmas and then make their transition right at the end of the year. Another thing that happens is uh, a lot of people will blow out their finances at the end of the year and then declare bankruptcy at the beginning of the year. So they're in a mode of being fiscally irresponsible. And so they're creating this tremendous... Um, experience of blame and shame for themselves. So people are walking around in all of that. People who have challenges overeating are tempted by all the holiday foods, the extra sugar, the fat, the alcohol, and there's a lot of unresolved hurt from past holidays. So people are self-medicating with food. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and it is the perfect time to be dedicated to occupying love and being a beneficial healing presence in your life, in your workplace, in your family, in your neighborhood. So... One of the ways that you can turn your mind around, I'd like to share with you. It's really, it's a, a beautiful teaching of mastery. And take a sip of my tea here. Yum. Organic tea from the rainforest. Yay, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> um, one of the, the things I'd love to share with you, I got from... Uh, my friend Chris Williams, who uh, is also my marketing director, I love her very much, and she is a mother of five children. She and her wife have five children, four of whom are adopted, and these they're all girls, and um, amazing family, amazing stories of what uh, physical, emotional, and mental stuff uh, love can heal, because these these girls are just gorgeous. And um, one day, Chris took the girls to the track to work out. They're all soccer celebrities <laughs> in their area and um, very athletic family. And they were going to run laps at the track. It was early morning, I believe. And they were... At the track, and the girls were thinking, oh, I, I, I wish we didn't have to run these laps. I wish we didn't have to do this. And so they were moping and complaining about, complaining about having to run the laps in order to be in shape for their soccer games. And while they were moaning and complaining, uh, a man got out of his car He's in a wheelchair, so he had one of those van, special vans, and he got into his wheelchair from the van and out onto the track, and he was doing laps on the track in his wheelchair. And they were watching this. And Chris said to her girls, she said, you know what? Look at that man. He can't run around the track. And here you are, you're complaining that you have to run around the track. You get to run around the track. You get to. You get to use your legs. You get to be healthy. You, you get this opportunity. This is yours. Enjoy it. And they 
saw what she was talking about and they got out there on the track and they did enjoy it. So that's become a family thing for them when they're feeling, oh, I have to do this. They step into, I get to do this. So if if you're feeling like, oh, I have to decorate the house. Oh, I have to do the shopping. I have to cook the food. I have to go to work. Seriously, be willing to turn your mind around and say, no, I get to. I get to decorate my house. Some people don't have a home. My friend Laura House, who uh, is a writer on the Rosie O'Donnell show, she's also a meditation teacher, and she um, she told a beautiful story one time where she was in India and uh, making a sacred journey to India, and this group were on the bus, and they were looking at these houses in these villages as they were driving by in their air-conditioned bus, <laughs> and people were the the guide was saying that the people's houses in this village were made of dung so they're made of poo and um bricks made out of dung and people beside her on the bus were saying oh oh these people live in a house made of poo made of dung oh my gosh oh that's awful And Laura said, she thought about it for a minute. She thought, wait a minute. These people are homeowners. They own their own home. I don't own my own home. I'm a renter. These people actually have a home that they own. So good for them. (laughs) So we can change our perspective on things. And I'm going to tell one more story. It's funny. I hadn't intended to tell these. I think that somebody who's listening, that these will help them. So this is another friend of mine. My friends have great stories. I have beautiful friends. My friend, Marsha Weeder, who uh, is a beautiful teacher. Uh, and um, she's um, uh, she trains people to coach. Uh, she has a teaching that she does at dreamuniversity.com and she teaches she trains people to learn how to coach people to achieve their dreams and next year her intention is to assist one million people in having their dreams come true million dreams project I th- it's just called million dreams I think is the name of her project anyway she was uh See if I could tell this story in time for the break. <clears throat> she was on QVC selling one of her 14 books. And um, while you're on QVC, you can see all the numbers, I guess, of what your sales are like and um, whether or not people are being motivated by what you're saying so you can adjust your message and watch the numbers shift. So she she sold about 2,000 books in her 20-minute segment or whatever. And she thought, oh, that's not bad. But the producer of the show said to her, you totally tanked. That's terrible. Those numbers are horrible. You you just were awful. And so she... <laughs> She was feeling very, very depressed and about her performance on this. And she went to the airport and she was in the uh, lounge at the airport. And she was literally crying, thinking that she was a failure. And she heard the sound of one of these um, motorized wheelchair scooters uh, go by her. And then and she thought, she looked up because 
when the scooter went by, the person said, Marsha, is that you? And she realized that it was a friend of hers and someone she knew who was also a motivational speaker and I think an author. I don't know his name, but that he, he was a burn victim. Maybe you know his name and had been severely disfigured by the burn that he experience he had and he now traveled around the world i guess giving motivational talks and um she saw him and he said marcia are you okay what are you crying about what's happening and she realized seeing him and you know his disfigurement she realized what am i crying about i'm crying about nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing and so that's what she said to him she said i'm nothing absolutely nothing so it's all about perspective it's all about perspective what you project you believe i'm jennifer hadley and you're listening to living a course in miracles walking the talk on unity online radio i'll be right back affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state, Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment, guided and supported by God. I live my best life now. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge. 
where you can join with a community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So, just sharing with you a few stories that help me to occupy love. It's been so helpful to me to decide to live masterfully and to make that commitment. What I find with most spiritual seekers is the most challenging thing for them is to make the commitment to occupy love, to be masterful, to walk the talk. Constancy is a quality of God, and I'm going to be talking about that next week, sharing about that. And our devotion to the one who is devoted to us, that is devoted to us. This is our divine opportunity in every moment. And what I can say is, for so many years, as a practitioner, as a spiritual seeker, and in ministerial school, for years, I thought that it was okay to give myself permission to not always walk my talk. Because I had this belief that it was too hard to stay committed. Do you know? And think of it this way. Let's say you set, you have a desire that you'd like to get in shape. So that's something that many people have New Year's intentions around. Let's say you have the desire to get in shape. You have the desire to burn off some weight some excess poundage. Let's say you have a desire to get married, to fall in love, to heal the family rifts, and to be a loving presence. But you give yourself permission to be something else when you feel like it, when it's convenient for you. One of the things that I think is so painful for so many spiritual seekers who are in community, in the unity community, in the science of mind community, in the self-realization fellowship community, and all these different spiritual communities that we're all a part of, and we will give ourselves permission to gossip and to deride other people behind our back, to withhold love and compassion, to judge and hold attack thoughts. And then what happens invariably is we feel distressed afterwards. The judger always feels judged. The attacker always feels attacked. And what happens too is we we can often find ourselves in a place where we feel weak. And we also feel that our prayers aren't being answered. That somehow we are not successful at praying. I have seen this with practitioners and ministers and spiritual seekers over and over and over again. That they have been trained for years of how to be excellent at prayer. But they haven't made the decision to occupy love, to be masterful. So they're learned. They've read all these books and taken all these classes, but there isn't one book or one class that they've taken that has required of them or asked of them 
to be committed, to be devoted. Not really. It's a rare thing to see that devotion and that commitment. And so I've, I've, I've experienced, and I have, believe me, I have lived in this space of judgment and opinion and attack where it was so painful for me that I continuously let myself down by not even being willing to be devoted or committed. I didn't cherish that. I gave myself the out whenever I felt like it. If I felt like gossiping, I would. And, you know, we would say things like... um, you know, I know gossiping is low and base and everything, and but I just, I need to share this story with you. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Remember, all thought produces form at some level. What you project, you believe. Is that what we really want to believe about our minister, about our teacher, about our friend, about our coworker? Is that what we want to believe? Is that what we want to pour our precious, precious creative ability into? So being committed to not using my the power of the word to energize these things. It, 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 what happened for me was I couldn't stand the pain anymore of not walking the talk. And so I made the commitment to live masterfully. And it absolutely kicked my butt. It kicked my butt. But now, it's just like being, if you, if you take a, a, a workout program, a boot camp class, and you get in shape. Well, now you're in shape and it feels good. It feels good. You know, it wasn't easy to get there, but it feels good to get there. And... It's so much easier to maintain. So that's the place that we can work towards together is keeping the commitment, making the decision, and sticking by it. So what I've seen is ministers and practitioners who will secretly say to me or secretly think that they are not powerful in speaking the word. They don't feel that their prayers have strength and power. Maybe they can pray for someone else and see a demonstration, but they don't seem to be able to do it for themselves. They're praying and praying and praying and praying, and they are not experiencing the shifting, the healing that they'd like to see. Maybe they're occupied with praying for stuff, thinking that stuff is going to make them feel free, that stuff is going to make them feel whole, stuff is going to make them feel peace, stuff is going to make them feel joy or harmony or prosperity or abundance. And in their heart of hearts, they know it's not true and they keep praying for stuff. But the stuff isn't manifesting the way they want it to. Because they're seeking outside of themselves. They're seeking the stuff rather than the kingdom. This was my suffering. Of knowing better but not doing better. Not being willing to live the teaching. Instead, becoming more interested in memorizing the teaching. 
And there are a lot of Course in Miracles people who are more interested in memorizing it than living it. Remember, it's a holographic teaching. So if you understand any part of it, you understand the whole of it. Just take one part of it. Teach only love, for that is what you are. Take that and spend a year working that. Seriously, occupy love. Your life will profoundly shift and change. So what I saw was ministers and practitioners and myself in this place of feeling that their prayers weren't effective, their prayers weren't powerful. The way I expressed it is they felt their hoodoo was (laughs) doo-doo. And the thing is, if you're in that place of my hoodoo is doo-doo, I don't seem to have the mojo. There's some kind of mojo that other people have I don't have. I've got a little bit of mojo when it comes to praying for somebody else, but not for myself. Sometimes, you know, what happens then is that leads to the self-medication of the drinking wine late at night and smoking cigarettes and the overeating and the overindulging and the internet porn and all the things that people do to medicate themselves. But the answer is simply occupy love. Be masterful. Be willing to see that the answer is not outside yourself. It is not in managing and manipulating the circumstances. It's in your ability to choose love in every moment. And that's what we're about here. In this radio show. That is my commitment to you. So I'm inviting you to also be my prayer partner. I record a new prayer every single day. And I send a blog every day. day. It's called my Spiritual Espresso. Which contains my power prayer. And you can sign up for it at JenniferHadley.com on the blog page. Spiritual Espresso is the name of it. It's a daily email that you will get a reminder to pray. You can also call and put the uh, power prayer number, the phone number, into your speed dial at home and in your cell phone. I'll give you the number right now. It's 760-569-6005. 7605695 and it's on the prayer page at jenniferhadley.com so let's go into prayer right now let us occupy love right now i invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a deep breath of gratitude with me that the answer is not outside ourselves it's not in a book it's not in a cave with a guru it's in our heart The kingdom is within. The light is within. And right now, we have a full access pass and we are grateful to embody the love, occupy love, to be masterful and to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Have a great week. I love you. Thanks for listening.